going to continue talking about freedom tonight. And uh, right, like we're, we're not talking about America. We're not talking about bald eagles. Um, we're not talking about our, our freedom to make any decisions we want to. Um, but last week we talked about worry, right? And we spend an average of 5.2 years of our life worrying. Isn't that nuts? I don't know about you, but I want five years where I'm not worrying in my life. I, I want the five years back that I spend worrying there. And, uh, and hopefully we connected just how when we do worry, it does affect our, our, our view and our image of God, right? Um, because we, we start to question, is God good? Is God in control? It, it, it makes us question our view of who he is. And, um, and worry is not something that God wants us to carry on our own. Aren't you glad for that? He, he, it's not meant to be carried alone. And so I hope this last week you were able to worry less, maybe. I mean, a worry-free life is really not necessarily realistic, right? Like, there's things that come up, like my son smoking a wall. Like, oh, I probably should go check on him. And, uh, and it's just interesting because it's right when, like, our, tra- our insurance is, is... So hopefully they treat him for free, and uh, we'll see how that works out. Anyway, um, but tonight I want to talk about something that I think all of us struggle with as well. Um, and I think... Uh, there's probably no other time in your life than where you're at now, whether it be junior high, high school, um, that what we're talking about tonight is, is judging, right? That, uh, I mean, how many times do we struggle with that, whether it's in, in school or out of school or with friends, not with friends, right? Like, you're, we're kind of always worried about what people are thinking about us. And um, that's something that all of us will feel the effects of. And so tonight we're going to be looking at freedom from judging, and so before we get, get, get going there, I, I just have something that I need to get off my chest. I need to confess to you tonight. Um, my name is Tim Wentz, and I'm a people watcher. I'm sorry. It's something that I, I've just always done. Um, I'm usually not the first one to speak, but I'll, I'll people watch. And so one of my favorite things to do is go to the mall and just watch what people are doing, right? Like... Um, again, I have to confess this um, because <laughs> it, it just reminded me of a story. Um, when we talk about judging, just something that God kind of opened up in my life. A few years ago, um, I was sitting at the River Hills Mall. Um, you know the section. It's the semicircle where all the parents trap their kids in right outside of Shields. Um, so I was sitting there with my kids uh, trying to keep them from escaping from the door. That was my one job. Um, and while I was doing that, I was kind of watching what other people were doing. And, um, and I, don't, I don't like to brag, but I'm especially skilled at people watching, right? Like, you, you come up with skills, like, you, you got you to gotta keep moving your eyes. Because if you get caught with, like, the eye contact when you're staring at somebody, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Or it's, yeah, it's like, it's the awkward, like, oh, shoot, she, they, they caught me. You know, like, uh, this dude knows I'm staring at him now. And then if you get caught again, it's just like th- this awkward exchange of, like, I need to move on with my life, right? Like, you just get busted, and, and, and immediately they think you're a creep, right? And you're like, no, I'm really, I'm really not that creepy. I'm just trying to see what you're doing. Um, <laughs> and, and you can see some funny things, right? And, and so... Um, any Subway sandwich artists out there? Come on. Yeah. Uh, so I was at Subway one time, and uh, I-, I watched this couple. They were an older couple. Um, I watched them in the Subway line. And, uh, and, and so the guy behind the sandwich artist behind the counter, right, um, he-, he goes, hey, what would you like? And she's like, I want a six-inch something-something. Um, and so she starts making it, and, they, you, know, you know, the Subway 
like just, it just chugs, right? Like they just scoot the, scoot the sandwich down. And so this guy gets done with her sandwich and starts scooting it down so that she can put the toppings on. And then goes to the husband and says, what would you like for a sandwich? And I watch this guy, I'm standing behind him, and I watch this guy lean into his wife's ear, whisper into her ear, and then she tells the guy. And I'm, I'm in the back like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm about to freak out. Like, I almost, I almost walked up to the guy and I'm like, give me your man card. I almost did that. Like, I was just like, come on. I've never seen anything like that. You don't need to hand me your man card, right? <laughs> well, I, I guess I didn't think about it that way. Um, so I, I just, you see some funny things, right? When, when you're kind of watching people from a distance. Um, but so I'm, I'm sitting at the mall and, and I'm doing what any expert watcher like me would do is uh, um, you don't say anything, right? Like you don't say stuff to people, like, especially what you're thinking. You don't say those things. Um, I always tease my wife. Uh, I always make a joke like, well, I wouldn't tell them to their face. Um, you know, it's kind of that thing that we do. Um, but uh, so I'm sitting at the mall and I'm watching these people like I always do. And then God begins to point out how my thought process is going. And it's, it's things like, oh man, I can't believe that person is wearing that, right? Like they shouldn't be wearing what they're wearing. That shirt is way too tight. I think they went to the baby gap. You know, like you're starting to, to, to do those things. Those pants aren't supposed to fit that way. That person is overweight. That person shouldn't have that haircut. Those glasses look dumb on his face. <laughs> oh, that guy thinks he's so cool. Look at him showing all his, all, his, all his tattoos. Man, they must think a lot of themselves. Man, that person must be an idiot, right? Like, and and I'm, I'm not saying that to be funny necessarily because those are the thoughts that were going through my head in that moment. And I remember just sitting there doing nothing but judging these people and I didn't know them from anybody, right? I didn't know their character. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know the things in their life. I didn't know, I mean, for all I knew, they were great people. But I was just judging them by the outside. I was making them unworthy. And in that moment, I just remember God kind of like speaking into my ear. I'm just kind of like, Tim, what are you doing? You don't even know these people. You don't see them the way that I see them. And apparently geese are coming back too. Like I don't view them that way. They're still loved. I still sent my son to die on the cross for them. And here you are making them unworthy. And I remember kind of like taking a step back of going, wait a minute. This is natural for me. I do this quite frequently. And we've all heard it said, if you want to feel better about yourself, go to Walmart, right? How many of us have heard that? Don't be shy. There's a whole website devoted on that store. And I'm not going to give you the store name, but if you're creative, you'll be able to find it. Because it's really kind of a terrible idea, right? Like, all of us, like, most of us like to think we're elite. I never go to Walmart. But meanwhile, it's like, well, what are we doing in Walmart if we're there? Shopping. We're not any better than anybody that's in there. We're trying to like elevate ourselves. So let's be honest here tonight. Is that judging has nothing to do with the other person, but everything to do with the person who's doing the judging. Right? 
Because I can guarantee you, the person that you're sitting there like, oh man, I can't believe that they're wearing that shirt. You're the last thought on their mind, right? They're not thinking about you. They're thinking about the thing that they need to go get. They're thinking about the, the groceries that they need to pick up. They're thinking about the kids that they're trying to corral in the stupid corral thing outside of Shields. Unless you get caught, caught staring, then you just, they might think you're creepy. But what I found out that day is I don't want to look at people that way. And I don't think God wants us to either. I want to see people the way that God sees them. Valued, loved, cared for, has purpose, has beauty. I'm not really going to get into a, a deep conversation with somebody walking up to me like, Ryan, that shirt doesn't look that great on you. I knew it, <laughs> right? Like, they're, they're, Ryan's not going to open up his life. Well, like, hey, well, now that you brought that up, I'm really glad that, like, let's talk about Jesus, right? Like, that's not going to happen from that conversation. Because what do we do when we judge them? Is we elevate ourselves, right? We try to make ourselves better than them. We don't see the beauty of how God has created them. We cut them down. We make them less. And most of us in this room have been a victim of it, right? Or, on the other side, other side of things, most of us are like, ooh, I'm really good at judging, right? <laughs> so if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew 7. We're going to cover verses 1 through 6. If you have a red-letter Bible, it means that these are the words of Jesus. So this is Jesus' teaching. And again, he, he makes it simple. Do not judge. Okay, we're done, right? It's like, all right, so what, what does that look like? Do not judge or you will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's eye. Do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw, to pearls. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. So let's dig that apart a little bit. Verses 1 and 2 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. There's a couple different things there. And I think a lot of times our culture will, will, will use this against you, right? Like if they know you're a Christian and you start to question them, what's the first thing that they'll say? <laughs> Don't judge me, bro. I thought you were a Christian. Any good Christian knows that they're not supposed to judge. Like, right? Like, they'll use it against you, right? And so we spin it, and they're like, wow, well, who am I to judge? Like, eh. Because here's the thing is that God gives you and I a mind to be able to distinguish value judgments, right? Like, like, Ryan is somebody that I would like to hang out with, right? Like, I like who he is. He's funny. He plays guitar. I play guitar. Like, those are value judgments, right? Like, hey, Ryan, we should hang out and play guitar. Like, those are things like, that's why God gives us a mind. I don't know if you knew that. But he gives us that ability to be able to, to make those value judgments. 
And then if you jump ahead, verse 15, Jesus tells us to watch out for false prophets. How do we do that if we're not assessing somehow, right? But there's a good assessment there because with that assessment, you're assessing with the word, right? Like you're seeing what's here is what, even me, what is what Pastor Tim is saying coming out of here or not? That's a good valued adjust, uh, judgment. You're making an assessment there. But there's a difference though. There's a judgment that God wants us to stay away from. And I lost my spot. <laughs> Don't judge me. And it's one that involved me sitting in the mall tearing people down left and right in my head. Because if you look at those first two verses, there's a pretty heavy question there, right? What is the question Jesus is asking you? Basically, do you want to be judged the way that you're judging other people? Because that's how you're going to be judged. I don't know about you guys, but that is a scary, scary thought to me. Because I know what my brain will think, right? There's some pretty ugly thoughts in there. I'm just being honest with you. There's been things, there's, there's things I've said where it's come out and it's like, did that come from me? Oh, sure hope it didn't. Yep, it did, you know, like... That's a heavy question to me. Can you imagine getting to the point where we finally get to meet Jesus and Jesus walks up and be like, Hope, man, that haircut. <laughs> That's what Jesus would say, but like, right? Like, how would that interaction go? Like, oh, hey, JC, I like your beard. You know, like, what, what would we do with that? So what kind of judging can we do? And this is where we get down to verses three through five. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? So number one is we can judge ourselves, right? That would be a judging that's okay. Are you living up to God's standard? Are you living out the pages of this book? When we read through scripture, are we living this out? When we walk out of here, are we living a life that's we're trying to be as judge-free as we can? Are we choosing to see others for value, not tear them down? I was thinking about my kids here earlier, which now Z's cut open too, but uh, earlier this week, uh, I had a, we had a, a moment where uh, Noah smacked Z. And, uh, and I was like, Noah, don't hit your brother. And I'm not kidding you. Noah looks at me with a straight face and goes, he made me do it. <laughs> Noah, are you kidding me? You're about to make me spank your butt. You know, like that's. <laughs> but how many times do we do this? We blame our situation. We blame our heart. We blame the things that come out of us on that other person. They made me do it. They made me react that way. Or do we point the blame at ourselves and like, 
yeah, that ugly thing came from me. I just wanted to smoke Z. Like, no, I didn't. He didn't tell me that. You know, like, he's just like, he made me do it. Like, Are you kidding me? Driving is a terrible one for me. Right? When somebody cuts me off and makes me hit my brake pedal, oh, oh, I just had to take off my cruise. That person is an idiot. You know, like, that's the first thing that comes out of mind. And this kind of changed for me a while ago as well. It's because I realized two things. One, they can't hear me. Have you ever seen someone yelling at someone else in the car? It is a funny sight. Because their face goes red. They're screaming. You can see them like pointing. And it's like, <laughs> you're only hearing yourself. I can just see, like, you look like a mime to me. You know, like, sometimes they give you, like, fingers. Um, I've, I've had that happen too. Like, hey, I'm number one. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then two, I've come to realize is that I'm not the only car on the road. Right? And so I've stopped driving like I am. I'm kind of like the Minnesota nice now. It's like, oh, come on over. Like, just come, cut me off. It's all right. You know, like, sometimes I'm still like, is this person? But I'm trying to get better at that. And I love how scripture says, remove the plank in your eye before you remove the speck in your brother's. It tells us that our priority is what? Ourself. It's this picture to me of doing surgery on our own hearts, on our own minds, on our own lives, and if we're giving every area of our life to God before we turn and take care of someone else, right? Because when we do that, I believe that we'll do it out of love and care and kindness because we'll realize I've been there. I know where they're at. You'll be loving because you know the pain. People won't see somebody perfect. They will see somebody who is real. They will see someone who loves God despite the circumstance. They will come to you when their life is in crumbles. Because why? They won't feel judged by you. Right? And then we get to verse 6. Some of us, we get there and we're like, I have no idea what Jesus is talking about there. Like some of us are just looking for the excuse, like I wanted to call people swines and dogs. And like, so this is where Jesus gives me the okay to do that. No, that's not what he's talking about. But number two is, judge your, well, number one is judge yourself. Number two is don't fall for the trap. Because this next part gets confusing for us. We don't know what Jesus is talking about. Like, man, you just told us not to judge and now you're talking about swine and dogs. Like what, what in the world is going on here? But the need to be right is oftentimes what brings us to the spot of judgment, right? What happens when the person doesn't think exactly like we do? Doesn't come to the same answer we do? What's our first thought in our head? <laughs> Besides just grr. What are they? Idiot, dumb, stupid, enemy, right? Instantly, we're making a snap judgment all because we didn't come to the same conclusion. How silly is that? Again, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You are not always right. 
I'm sorry. You will not be right 100% of the time. In fact, if you're like me, you'll probably be wrong most of the time, right? Like, sorry I had to break that to you guys. I had a friend in high school. He was never wrong. How many of you know somebody like that? You can, you can like walk them to the internet and be like, look, this is what it says. And they'll be like, nope, I've, I've read it elsewhere. Like, are you kidding? It's right here. No, I don't trust your sources. Like, right? Like, we just, I, I, there was a friend I had in high school who was exactly like that. It was so wearing. But what Jesus is telling us is here is not to call people dogs or swine. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew 10, 14. If anyone will not welcome you to, or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that home or town. Basically, this is what Jesus is telling us in verse 6. is When they don't receive what, you're, what you have to say, when they don't receive the goodness of God, when they don't receive who you are, that you're, you're a believer in Jesus, shake the dust off. Stop spinning your wheels. Stop trying to force something that's not going to be there. How many of us spend so much time trying to get someone to like us, trying to get someone to see the way that we see? And the reality is we just need to walk away, right? You could find someone who would be a better friend, who accepts you for who you are. You could find someone who sees something in you that they want, and you could walk up to somebody and say, hey, you want to come with me to youth group? And they will. You guys, when we learn to shake it off, you're better, you're better off for it. Jesus wants us to get better at shaking the dust off your feet. When you share, with your, when you share your faith with people, when you share who you are with people and they start to rip you apart, don't stand there and take it. Walk away. It prevents you from even starting the judgment. Like, this guy's an idiot. Ugh, I'm going to have to teach him the right way. Like, right? Like, you just shake it off. Walk away. So I want everybody in this room right now to say, shake it off. Shake it off. Look to your neighbor. Tell him to shake it off. When you see someone in this room... Just being judgmental Tim in the River Hills Mall, walk up to him and be like, hey, shake it off, right? Like, knock it off, walk away. And so we're probably going to, it's already 8.01, so we'll close it up here. Um, We won't break into groups of two. But I want to ask you, I believe that God wants to set some of us free with that, with this spirit of judgmentalism over us. He wants some of you to look at your own heart and stop looking at the people around you. Because in the end, who do you control? You, right? Some of us, God wants to remove the plank of comparison. Some of us, God wants to, God wants to work on how you see people, outside appearance only. 
Some of you have a, a harsh question to ask. Do I want to be judged the way that I judge other people? What does your heart look like? Do you go to malls and do what I do or what I used to do? Never seeing people for their God-given purpose, only seeing the outside. So as we close, I just want you to ask those questions tonight. Because ultimately, I believe that when Jesus sets us free in this area, you guys, freedom from constantly judging others, it's like there's a giant weight off of us, right? You just start to get to know people for who they are. Not by what they're wearing, not by how they look. And unfortunately for many of us, it's not until after we get out of the pressures of, of junior high and high school that we start to see just how childish it can be. We put our value in what other people think of us, not in what our Heavenly Father thinks of us, not in how He sees us. Because I believe that if we work on this area, when students come to Sunrise Youth, they will see students that, yeah, maybe we have plenty of work to do on ourselves. But when they come in, that they, they know that they are loved, not judged, they won't, that we won't be offended at every turn, and that we know how to shake it off. Because our identity is in Jesus, not what other people think. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for tonight. God, I thank you that your word is alive and active. And Father, I pray over the hearts of our students, Lord. If they're sitting in a spot, they're like, yeah. God, some of the things that I think, some of the things that I say internally are pretty ugly. And God, I don't want to be judged that way. Jesus, I want you to teach me how to see people the way that you see people, how to see people with the eyes of love and, and see value in them. And, and, and Jesus, you went to the cross for them too. God, I pray that our students that, were, that are sitting here tonight would come to understand that and know that in a deeper way. Now, Father, that when we see things, and when we, when we work on ourselves, Lord, it only gives us compassion for those around us. Father, just like the end of this verse, Lord, that we would just learn how to shake, shake it off, shake the dust off of our feet. That we wouldn't be easily offended, that we would know when to walk away. Because sometimes that trap can be the beginning of judgment. Father, make our students wise to that. Give them grace, give them love in all the situations. And Father, I pray that when people walk into this place, it's a safe place for them. God, that you're doing work in all of our lives. We're all beautiful messes. Father, we're not afraid of the mess because you're really good at cleaning up the mess. Jesus, we give you thanks and we give you praise. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen.